from Tally to Cali. It's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. Wake up. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up Board Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, practice observations, some bull talk possibly, schedule talk, and maybe a little bit of a look at Syracuse. Wake Up Board Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida, cptallybar.com. That is the website. I hope you were out there last night having fun at Trivia Night, everybody. Shaking hands with Corey Clark, buying him drinks, bringing him Mio's. I don't know hmm. what kind of gifts our guy Corey likes to be brought to him at Corner Pocket, but hopefully you brought those to him directly to his table. Well, you can hang Stephanie's out there. Stephanie's birthday, so I hope you oh. brought Stephanie the oh. gifts. Well, that too. Yeah. Well, that too. How'd it go? Go good? Good birthday? Success? Yeah, sure, man. You know, we do what we do. We do what we do around here. We do, we do around here. Uh, corner Pocket Bar and Grill, cptallybar.com is the website. Pull out that phone. Pull out that camera app. Take a photo of that QR code. Enjoy. Go right to the website. Hang out there. Don't forget, Thursday, bingo if you missed out. Warchant.com, the ultimate symbol sports source. Hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to our podcast. Please hit the one on the right. If you're on an Apple device, you'll type in Wake Up War Channel Seat 2. Hit the one on the right. Subscribe to our website, too. Ten bucks for an entire year of access. Recruiting news. Corey's Columns. Iris 321. Gene Williams War Rooms. Tom Lang Observations. All this. Just the tip of the iceberg. An entire year of it for only ten bucks. What are you waiting for? Brad on YouTube, Corey. Guys, forget the personal stuff. What you ate. Who you date. Get to the stuff on FSU football. Okay. Aggressive. Aggressive, Brad. Hmm. Aggressive. Um, all right, let's get to it. Let's get the floor safe. Yeah, time. let's do it. Let's do it for Brad. Let's okay. do it for Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corey's so angry right now. I don't have to look at him on his I wish I had him on a Zoom right now. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't work that way. Welcome on to the Wake Up Board Chance. So what do you think about practice on Tuesday, Corey? Uh, yeah, man, it was great. It's great. Look, they're out there wearing helmets and pads, popping, mm. popping the pads around. Uh, I only got to stay there for about an hour because mm. uh, I, I had a dentist. Uh, sorry, Brad. Going to get personal here for a second. <laughs> but I had a uh, dentist appointment. I uh, had my first filling ever in my life for a cavity. Um, so I had to go take care of that. Not that um, bad, right? Not that bad of an experience. No, but it's like here, here's uh, here's the deal, though, Aslan. It's a temporary one because they're not huh. sure if I'm going to need a root canal. Oh, so they're going to give me this for two months. Make sure it, it, everything's OK and I don't feel any more pain or anything. And then they'll give me a permanent one. So that's where I'm at now. So I missed um, I don't know. I mean, I probably missed like the final 40 minutes of practice, 30 minutes of practice. But, uh, you know, overall, it was, you know, looked like a normal Tuesday practice to me. Norvell seemed uh, pleased enough, I guess. Yeah. And of that 30 minutes, only probably about 20 of it is still good on good stuff. When they do go back inside the IPF. Which I do kind of wonder why they don't just kind of stick inside the IPF all week long since they're going to be playing indoors mm. on that kind of surface. But I guess at this point, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You're, you're just kind of clicking on all cylinders on both sides of the football. Um, but the stuff they went in, when they go back inside, it's mostly it's, they'll do some good on good seven on seven. Then they'll break out and, and do, do more scout looks, which is like, eh. You know, I leave at that point. I'm like, all right. Especially when it's an away game because they'll just play that white noise music. It just blares. It's like a psyop again, you know, just like I can't deal with all this. But I thought, first off, you know, we, we both kind of point out, we're talking about it live when we're watching it. Shout out to the DBs. 
One-on-ones yeah. is not a fun, enviable job for a, a defensive back, especially when guys are doing things like running quick slants. Like That's yeah. just like, come on, man. You can't run a quick slant on a one-on-one drill. That's not fair. It's almost like cherry-picking. Sam McCall made a real good pass breakup on a slant route to Deuce Span. Deuce Span had maybe about a half a stride on him. Sam McCall reached inside, knocked it away. Legit PBU. That was nice to see. And he was obviously at practice participating. No orange jersey, no black scout team jersey. He was out there kind of business as usual, which does that say anything about Mike? I, I mean, I asked Mike about that after practice, and he gave a, a good answer, and then he kind of got a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm like, hey, it's fine, man. Hey, it's okay. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, Mike. Um, I mean, I don't know like how, how to kind of unpack that, but, you know, he, I mean, he mentioned like his. I get upset, man. It's like you know, if, if I did everything, if I reacted in everything I'm doing in my life with like my first gut kind of reaction, I'd have a lot more challenges in my life. So I'm, I'm guessing he and Sam got to talk, and he even said that you know, to a to a point, I could understand Sam's, you know, his viewpoint, his vantage on things. You know, he's got this thing kind of rolling along right now. He doesn't need anybody to make his job any more difficult. And if you're going to go on social media and say you're leaving, which he didn't say anything bad about the program, but I don't I don't need that right now, Sam. I'm trying to recruit at a high level, keep winning, finish the schedule out, we can get 10 wins. Um, I think, I don't know what it's, I like what it says about but I can't articulate what it says about the head coach when he's able to kind of let something like that, you know, roll off of his back. What do you think about that, Corey? Yeah, I, I don't know that it's rolled off his back. I, I think it, there, there's probably you know that's going to stick around for a while clearly if Sam McCall sticks around like if, if McCall's gone in three weeks who cares you know let him just be out there at practice it's I, I wouldn't if as long as he's not a distraction on the field and as long as he's uh, a part of the team when he's out there um, you know but we just don't know anything that went on behind the scenes we don't know what he said to the rest of the cornerbacks in the room we don't know what he said to Fuller or Woodson or Norvell but the fact of the matter is, right now, he's a Florida State football player. He's not suspended. He's not kicked off the team, um, nor should he be, necessarily. You just, you know, you, like you said, you'd rather him not hit the send button. But he did. Um, but I don't think that's suspension-worthy or, or even, like, public punishment-worthy. Hmm. Like, I, I, there, there might be some things behind the scenes that happen for, some, for, for uh, a miscue like that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think, look, he's got a coach – 85 guys this year and then he's also got to coach 85 next year and the year after that and the year after that i don't know that you want to get a reputation of as soon as one guy makes you mad even if it's just for four minutes because he's 18 or 19 and and loses his cool and loses emotions that he's he's done to you forever i, I don't know you. that's the way you want to you want to run a program it might be the way i run a program but i'm not a leader of men <laughs> Clearly, I'm a, I'm a solo act. Um, he he's he's trying to lead young men and in and uh, we got Brady. You're leading Brady into the wild. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. So uh, so so yeah. That's I think that's that's what that says to me is that he's willing to give him a, a second chance if it even requires that kind of verbiage. I mean, again, it was a it was just a social media post that was there for five minutes. Not a great look, but certainly not on the level of like the Marvin Wilson stuff or. To that matter, the DJ Matthews and um, um, who's our guy that's at Arkansas? Warren Thompson. Warren Thompson. Yeah, yeah th those were different. And you could clearly tell that Mike Norvell was not happy with either of those individuals um, for, for those tweets that August of 2020. But I think this is different. And I also think, it, you know, you got to speak to your team. And, and I'm sure McCall has friends. I'm sure all the, there's many of those guys that are on that roster that know 
exactly what position Sam McCall is in. They were there themselves. They might still be there. They understand the frustration. So for him to fly off like that, post something, and then his head coach to be a complete jackhole about it and not let him back on the field or not let him practice or make him wear the scout team jersey or make him just do gassers all day in front of the media to try to like embarrass him to show how tough you are as a coach, that would probably rub those guys the wrong way. So as far as I know, it's like over and dealt with. And we'll see the Sunday after the Florida game if Sam McCall is still a part of the program or not. Uh, I thought the defense again; those one-on-ones, the DBs yeah. were quite. I mean, golly, I mean, was it was it like ten reps almost? They they seemed to win every single one of them. And then when they moved back into the IPF, I thought the defense also uh, played quite well. There was there was one bust, Sam McCall actually uh, of all mm. people, uh, where Malik McLean caught a deep ball. I don't know if it was Jordan or uh, Tate that threw it, but looking at the way the de- defensive backs played uh, early on in that one-on-one was that was a pretty encouraging thing to see. And I just wonder at this point, Corey. Um, I don't know if we're getting like, too far ahead of ourselves here. You know, Florida, we'll see how that goes. But we feel good about the Syracuse game. Still no word on whether it'll be Garrett Schrader or Carlos Del Rio. Uh, apparently, I mean, good gosh. he Babers hasn't clarified what it is. People are looking to see if it's Even lower... what it is. They don't even know what injury it is. Yeah, they, they don't, don't know, know if it's concussion or yeah. something, a lower leg injury. They don't know. Right. He's been, he was seen limping after the Clemson game, and then he may, might have taken a hit to the head against um, Notre Dame, he did say he suffered an owie, as one of the guys on the Syracuse beat actually quoted. Uh, that was a yeah. quote that came from him. And also, it's an injury that we're sensitive to. So it's like, all right, well, if it's an owie, that's like, all right, I sprained my ankle, but sensitive to in this day and age, you'd think it would be something like a concussion. But we'll see how that goes as more news trickles out from Syracuse. Well, um, and even said, like, he, he, you know, he keeps getting asked about it all the time, and he clearly is not going to answer it. Um, and he even said on Monday when he was asked about it, maybe it was maybe it was Saturday, it was after the game, because Schrader warmed up. Yes. And then uh, the reporter asked him, you know, how close were you to going with Schrader? Was it a game? And, he, and he's basically like, yeah, the doctors told me he couldn't go. And do you expect him to be ready for this week or, or, or whatever? And he's like, yeah, that's I don't want to give the uh, – I'm not going to give the opponents an advantage. Um, something to that effect, he said after, in his post-game press conference on Saturday – and then uh, on Monday, it was, you know, just more of the same. He just won't specify what it is. Um, and nobody seems to know. But it's odd that he warmed up for the – I think he – did he cut – so he played – he got – we thought maybe he got a little banged up in the Clemson game. Right, right. But then he played the Notre Dame game. First half. But then did there was no, like – there was no, like, real moment where it looked like, oh, there's where the injury happened. But then he didn't play the rest of the half. Yeah, Baber said that he thought he didn't have the tools to help them win that game against Notre Dame at that point. So that's why. Yeah, I mean that. So that yeah, that could be that he's seeing stars, or it could be that his ankle's all busted. Mm-hmm. Who who the heck knows? And then um, this past game, they're at Pitt. He warms up. Then they say no, he can't go. And then he's in street clothes. So it's just it's just an odd thing. And here's the thing, folks. Schrader's a nice quarterback. He's certainly better than the guy they got. He, he should not be good enough to beat this Florida State team. I just don't think he's that good enough. I think Syracuse has come back to reality. I think if you look at some of those wins, uh, like, say, Purdue, uh, a close win over Purdue who's not any good, and you just start looking at that schedule that Syracuse has played and who they've actually beaten, their most impressive showing by far is the loss to Clemson. There's, just, there's no real impressive Ws on that schedule. They've now lost three in a row. They got boat raced by Notre Dame, who apparently has turned it around. Um, looked horrible against Pitt on offense with a backup quarterback, clearly, but looked horrible. 
and uh, you know Sean Tucker's not getting the ball a lot. They're just they're, they're not stopping the run very well these last couple of games, which has nothing to do with your quarterback. So uh, so yeah, I think uh, you you've got a chance, uh, a good chance if you play well, to win comfortably. This isn't a this isn't a great Syracuse team by any means, and for the third game in a row, you don't know which quarterback you're going to be playing. Well, they did stomp out Louisville in the opener, but that was a long time ago. Louisville, I think, you know, I think on three releases of power rankings every week of teams in the conference. I think Louisville's right behind Florida State. They got Florida State three. I think North Carolina. I think NC State's four. I think NC State's four and Louisville's five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got you know North Carolina one, Clemson two, Florida State three. NC State 4, Louisville 5. Uh, they did beat NC State, Syracuse 24-9, but that was without yeah. Devin Leary and MJ Morris. That's when they decided to keep rolling with that second string guy. So, Well, in that wouldn't have, what would Florida State have beaten? That NC State team, if they'd have played him in Doak with that quarterback. I can't even remember his name. I'm sorry, buddy. I know you transferred Jack, from Charleston Southern. Jack something. Jack. Um, Jack, I think, but that's all I got. Sorry. I Jack. mean, I feel like Florida State would have beaten that NC State team at Jack home. Chambers. Jack there Chambers. You go. By thirty points, just because they would have worn them down. Only, but not that the defense would have given up a ton of yards. It's just the offense would have kept getting off the field over and over and over. Like Jack Chambers came into the game when it was a game, and he didn't do anything special. He got like he he achieved like five first downs, and then you know Robo Leg made all those kicks for him. But he didn't do anything special. And in a game in an environment on the road, when he if he gets down seventeen to three. I think it becomes 31 to 3 real quick. Because then they feel like okay, we have to start throwing. We got to do some things out of his comfort zone and it could have gotten ugly. The point being um yeah, the the win over Louisville to start the season, that is a that is a good win. I should take that back. That was a very good win. Um an impressive win because of the score. But, right. you know, it's also a different team now. Yeah. And it's the ebbs and flows of a college football season. Like Syracuse is in a three-game losing streak. It does not mean you're guaranteed to beat this team. It does not. I, I mean, I think their record is they're probably right around. I, I just don't think their six and three is equal to Florida State's six and three. I think they're a, they've, they've had the benefit of an easier schedule. And I Absolutely. think if Florida State had played their schedule seven and two or eight and one. Yeah. yeah they ain't got to win over number 10 LSU. Yep. Are they even, are they higher That's than right. number 10 now? We're well, recording this we'll, before the playoffs. Yeah. The, the heck, they're probably two, man. They're probably no. I saw on ESPN, uh, on Monday night, that they have, if they win out, they have a 52% chance of uh, uh, making the playoff. And I saw a tease when they're like, is there still hope for an SEC team, for the SEC to get three teams to the playoff? And they were showing B roll and they showed an LSU play. And I'm like, this is going to be really interesting for Florida State fans that despise the SEC because, you know, like your, your win over LSU is going to be like magnified and scrutinized. Uh, but I don't know, maybe they'll downplay it. But that's the thing. But if you're going to put LSU in there, you have to. You have to give credit to Florida State. You can't call that a bad loss because it's still two losses. You'd have to be like, well, listen, look how great this Florida State, t- Florida State team is. Yeah. And they played them in week one without a warm-up, and you know they were maybe a, a made extra point away from going overtime and winning that football game. But still, I just I can't, I can't imagine two-loss team getting If they into beat – look, if they beat um, – Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could, you could certainly make the argument um, because who else are you going to put it? I wouldn't put them in there. Um, because I put one loss Clemson over them. I, I, I put two loss LSU had a one loss Clemson. Sorry, ACC loyalist. I would. I don't know, man. They played. They have one common opponent, right? One team lost to them. One team beat them. You know, I don't know. 
You know, yeah, Clemson certainly looked better than LSU. I know Clemson won on the road at Florida State. Well. LSU got them in a neutral site in their home state. Like it's, I mean, if you're just judging on those factors, but yeah, their wins are better because they get to beat SEC teams, and so their wins are always magnified. You know, and then so, their yeah. loss to Tennessee, forty-one to nine. It's like ah, oh, that didn't happen. Yeah. Who cares? It said, "Hey, that's a great SEC school." What are you going to do? That happens. But I, I think, look, I think I would put. Depending on how the game goes, if they're both undefeated, I would. I, I think even Who's if LSU both? were to beat Georgia, okay. I would still go. So Georgia finished with one loss. Tennessee finishes with one loss. Ohio State finishes with zero losses. Michigan finishes with one loss. That would be my four teams. Who are your four teams there then? Georgia, with Ohio one State, loss? Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Tennessee. Even if LSU wins the SEC, I don't care. They lost twice. And they lost at home by 30 points. Yeah. Could you imagine, imagine if you're, you're Tennessee and you're left at home and LSU goes ahead of you? Like a two that's what I'm saying. How could that? that ever happen? How could that happen? No. You played them. You have a better record and you played. So that's the argument is that LSU won't get in over Tennessee. LSU would get in over the loser of Ohio State-Michigan. I went back and was looking at the schedule from 2000 because I don't know. I I mean, I guess it was a blurry time for me there. Freshman year college stand up. Mm, yep. I always thought Florida State benefited off the timing of the loss. I thought Miami ended up losing to Washington after they had beaten Florida State. And that's how like Florida State caught them. Like the whole Notre Dame 93 thing where it's like, all right, you lost head to head, but you lost first. So right. you profited off of that. But no, like Miami lost week two, week two, week three to Washington yeah. and then beat Florida State. And then played pretty good the rest of the year, but Florida State lapped them because they smashed Clemson and, and smashed Florida. Those two, they got the benefit dubs. of those two big wins. Yeah, yeah, and the Miami was still in the Big East, and also and uh, back then it yeah, wasn't the pollsters though. That was the computers that had that right. um, that had that formula, whatever that nonsense was. It really did help Florida State that Washington finished eleven and one that year too. Yeah. So Miami fans arguing, well, how are we left out of Flo behind Florida State when we beat them? And it's like, well, yeah, but then why are you ahead of Washington? Right. Because y'all have the same record and Washington beat you. Yeah. So you, that, are, that cyclical argument didn't work. You, Miami fans didn't have a leg to stand on because they didn't deserve to be in over Washington by their, by their way of thinking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, we won the head-to-head. -head. We should be in over Florida State. Okay, well, then Washington should be in ahead of you. So that's just, just how it worked out. But who cares? Who cares? Josh Heupel, the great athletic Josh Heupel. Um, won a national championship at quarterback, quarterback that day. Man, that's crazy. He Look, man, I, I'm not one to body shame someone <laughs> at all. I love new core clock. I love, I love reinvented. I know. I, I mean, big I, I Yeah, but, like, what's, he, what's going on there, man? That, that guy was a Heisman hopeful in a national championship quarterback not that long ago. So, I don't know. Long hours in the office, man. Long hours I guess, in the office. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Eating donuts and... And well, just he just the whole his whole and he's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't on Saturday, though, but he was he's a great coach. But it's like he just he doesn't look. Does he look like a guy that used to be a quarterback? I don't know. I mean, Jimbo was a quarterback in 88. You know what I mean? I get it. The hype was a quarterback this century. Keep going. I don't want to stop. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Because Winky still looks like Winky, right? Yeah, Winky. He still looks like he could go out there and fling it around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Winky. Yeah, Winky was never chiseled, so he kind of he's got like he's got that little you know new dad weight on him kind of thing. But right. yeah, it happens to us. It happens to all of us. Just trying to fight Father Time. Father Time always winning.
We're always trying to win, as much as you guys do when you pick your winners over at mybookie.ag. Get paid for all these great picks you talk your friends about on your group chats. This team's going to win. I bet you they're going to win, and they end up winning. Get money for it. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WARCHANT. And your first deposit will be matched instantly, dollar for dollar, up to $1,000. You can bet on the NFL. You can bet on college football, which we all love. And then also the money bag game. The money bag game, spin the wheel, make a bet on some props. You get your odds multiplied for some huge, epic payouts all over at mybookie.ag when you use the promo code WARCHAMP. Corey, it is Wednesday. Time for us to continue our head-to-head battle here, which you're currently up 4-2. to two. I am 3-3 three and three on the season. We do three picks every Wednesday. I did a little bit of research on this one because um, I was going to pull the trigger on Nebraska covering against Michigan, but apparently it's probably going to be Chubba Purdy playing again, and uh, I don't know how I feel about Chubba Purdy. He won the, He's still going to be the – I thought he got benched in that game. Well, the other guy I don't think did all that great either. So, oh, boy. I mean, it could oh, be. Oh. I'm just saying, you know, whatever. Uh, either his finger's on the nuclear button or he's one step away from the nuclear suitcase. So, and he hasn't done all that great, everybody. Who has done great is our guy LaDamian Webb for South Alabama. I'm going back to the well on my Jags. They are giving 16 and a half at home against Texas State. Texas State, the wheels are coming off. Jake Spavadol might be dead man walking, so I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, the South Alabama Jaguars. Giving 16 and a half, huge points. Aslan, what are you doing? You're crazy. Also, Clemson giving seven at home to Louisville. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to call it get right. But I think Clemson will cover. I can see them winning by eight points. Maybe they go to Kate Klubnick. Maybe he starts lighting it up. Uh, and then, you know, things happen. There. And how about an over? You can also bet on over-unders, everybody. Uh, 65 and a half with Oklahoma and West Virginia. Big 12 shootout. I'll go with the over on that one. So those are my three picks. Corey, what you got for us? Yeah, I just I keep looking at this line, and I don't understand it. Um, it's LSU-Arkansas. Um, I know the game is at Arkansas, but it's a noon game, which actually means it's 11 a.m. there. Um, so it's not like it's going to be a rowdy, rambunctious, lubed-up crowd. They just lost at home to Liberty. LSU has something real to play for. I think they're coming into their own. I think they're starting to have a special season or feel like they're having a special season, and they're only giving up three. It just doesn't it doesn't compute with me. It doesn't compute with me so much that I feel dumb about picking it, but I'm going to. It just I'm going to. I'm 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 not gonna let Vegas and all those I'm not gonna let them scare me away. So I'm taking LSU minus three. And then I'm going with what I went with last uh last week, Aslan. I, I don't believe in Alabama. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, man, I don't believe in Alabama. And they're on the road again, and they're favored by double digits again against your boy Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. And I just don't get it. I don't get them getting giving 11 and a half on the road. Every game they've played on the road this year, they beat who they beat. They beat Texas by like a point. Yeah. They beat they lost to Tennessee by a field goal. And then they lose to LSU by a point. Like all these games are coming down to the final play. Uh, they're not going on the road and dominating these teams. And I and I don't think their defense is great. And I think Ole Miss will run on them. So I think Alabama will win the game. But I'll take, a, I'll take Ole Miss plus 11 and a half. Give it, hey, man, I, I might not even eat, need all 11. And then let's go to, I wanted to do an ACC win. Now, Miami and Georgia Tech, just for the fun of it, man, Ugh. is a pick em, which is crazy. But who could pick either one of those teams? So I'm, I'm staying away from that one. But I, I, really, I really do want to pick Georgia Tech because I just think Miami's just not going to score at all. And maybe that, maybe that kid for Georgia Tech will make some plays at quarterback. But there was the, oh, it was the Wake Forest-North Carolina game. Okay. Wake Forest is at home. They're giving three and a half. And I just think 
North Carolina has been winning on some smoke and mirrors. Not smoke and mirrors. Their offense is very good. But they're due to lose one of these games. They don't play a lot. They don't blow out a lot of teams. They barely beat that Miami team down in uh, South Florida, and there was nobody there for that game. And they barely won that game. Um, They have struggled to put teams away. And I think Wake, after having played so poorly uh, this past week, um, last two weeks, Right? They lost to Louisville and NC State. They're back home. Hartman is a good player who's mad probably. I bet he's practicing angry. I like uh, I like Sam Hartman to have a bounce back game, and I like them to beat North Carolina by, uh, well, more than four points. So those are my three. Make your picks over at mybookie.ag, promo code WARCHANT. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Meant to ask this earlier, Core, but it's, it's good. Everything worked out. I like the flow of our show. The flow of our show. Didn't want to get too ahead of ourselves. We're just looking at the schedule, and you know, we got this dub. We got this dub. But it feels like you know they're kind of this, this inevitability that they're going to really close out the season strong. Go beyond the eight wins that we have. So, what are the? What is the one unit? What's the one segment? I don't say offense, defense. Give me like a position group here. Like, what's okay. the one position group that you're you're hoping to see some strides for? Maybe needs to maybe make some strides here in this last these last three regular season games. Last, yeah, last three uh, to make you feel good about where they'll be next year, perhaps. Oh, I didn't know you were going that route. Um, or whatever route you want to take it, Corey. No, that's good. That's good. I guess, man, defensive line. Okay. Because you know we we're talking about it on headlines. Like, we somebody asked this, like just prediction yes or no think quick reaction uh, about all these guys staying or going and I think we both all three of us thought that uh, Lovett and Verse would leave Um, they both could come back but we think they both leave I I, we have to see some other guys emerge from that defensive line and not just be stop gaps but like real play I want to see Malcolm Ray take a step I want to see Joshua Farmer take a step I know he's a redshirt freshman but he's played a lot of football now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm he, he's he's certainly not embarrassing himself, but I want to he's not he's not standing out a lot either, which he's a redshirt freshman defensive tackle. I get it. They don't. But wouldn't it be nice to see him start making plays and backfields 
this la these last three games. Wouldn't that be a nice precursor to maybe what's to come? Patrick Payton, I want to see that continue develop because there is a chance, man, that kid is special. Like, it's not normal for, for someone to play not as many reps as he's, you know, as fewer reps as he's plays and always seem to make one or two plays a game. Like, a strip sack, you know, that, that shit. But they're all, you know, a, a batted pass on a screen. Like, he makes these plays that, that just, he's a football player. And I, he seems so instinctual, too. He's got to get bigger, stronger. We get that. But, man, he, he seems to have a lot of stuff to him. I want to see that develop over the last three. So I, I would say defensive line because I think that's where you're probably going to be hurt, hit the most from departures. You're already, you're already losing Robert Cooper for sure. You're, you might probably be losing Fabian Lovett and Jared Verse. So let's see some of these young guys step up where we know they can be counted on next year. And then also the portal will help too. All right. I thought maybe you'd go secondary. It's up there. That was number two. That was number two on the list. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, you know, you could say Fabian probably, maybe. But I think Jamie, that's, I don't know, that feels all but certain he's probably gone. Or is that, is that being Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. I, I, no, I mean, I think that's um, because I think he's a guy that's going to make a roster and play in the league for eight to ten years. He just you strikes said me that about as that Rashad guy. too. We all thought that. I know. Rashad, I know. I don't know what. Ha I just don't get it. None with of us Rashad. know. We need a, a thirty. It just for 30 doesn't make just sense. That. That's incredible. But Jamie, J even just if it's special teams, Jamie Robinson will find a way to be on an NFL team. I think for a good long while. Um, so he needs to go ahead and get that clock started. Um, is probably what's in his mind. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what he what his draft prognosis would be. But I would think somebody would draft him somewhere. He's a football player, man. He's good. He's going to be all ACC, I would imagine, two years in a row now. Um, so there's really nothing left for him to do at this level. So he's got to go. He's not going to get taller. So whatever whatever strikes are against him as far as a NFL prospect, they're, they're going to be against him again next year. Um, so why not just go start your journey and, 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 you know, get on a team and start making some money and get to that second contract. So, yeah, Jamie Robinson I get. I do like Shaheen Brown, though. Mm -hmm. And I like that this is where you this is where programs grow, right, Aslan? It's the stuff that we saw in, in the nineties is Shaheen Brown doesn't start. Shaheen Brown is still just a redshirt freshman. But Shaheen Brown is now a name among Florida State fans, and he is almost a proven commodity in the sense that next year, if and when Jamie is gone, you're plugging thirty eight in the defensive backfield and you feel pretty good about it, right? He's gotten enough play, enough reps. He's made enough plays that you feel pretty good about what you got out of Shaheen Brown. So that's cool, but I would like to see more development from him. Yeah. So I guess those are my... And Azaria Thomas, let's see if he can build on that interception. Greedy I wrote Vance a, as well, too. I think you know, we need to yeah. see Greedy. We really need to see a step out of Greedy here so that hopefully he'll... He'll push because Renardo Green's another guy that could possibly leave, and not that you know. I think he's champing at the bit to leave. I don't even know why I say champ. It's chomping. It's always been chomping. chomping. It's spelled, I think chomping. it's spelled. It's spelled champing though. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think he's a father, so sometimes you want to start, you know, giving your children a better life, and maybe, maybe, maybe the NFL won't be as good as what he thinks in the NFL draft. But th those cornerbacks, just I liked what I saw Tuesday. Again, it's it was one period throughout an entire two-hour two practice. But it, it sure would be nice to see Azaria build some confidence, as you said, build off that interception out against Miami. Same thing with Greedy as well. Um, <clears throat> because if Renardo does return, which I think would be more than likely, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. 
you want some other options here. You know, maybe maybe someone can push Kevin Knowles at the slot cornerback. Maybe somebody else. I think is. that's Greedy Vance. I think Greedy Vance is doing that. In fact, I wrote it's on the website. But um, against Georgia Tech, like so in the LSU game, Greedy Vance played like nineteen percent of the plays. Against Louisville, it was twenty. No, it was thirteen percent against LSU. It was twenty against Louisville. These last two weeks against Georgia Tech, he played sixty-two percent of the defensive snaps, and then against Miami in the in the plays that mattered before they started bringing in third teamers, he played over fifty percent of the snaps at that slot corner. That he is challenging Kevin Knowles, like he's on the field now as much as Knowles is. It would appear um, he's he's taking a step. It, it would it, it seems so. That's good to have. You have him coming back. You have Knowles coming back. Dare I say, Aslan? Dare I say that in the part of practice that I saw on Tuesday? Duke Cooper kind of looked like Duke Cooper again. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. He was r- running with the dude, broke up the pass. That was nice to see. Good competed. Yes. Yeah, competed, was running stride for stride with someone, didn't just get, I mean, it would look like him. And he he actually played a good bit in the Miami game. Um, not that that quarterback could take advantage of anything that was uh, that was available anyway, but he, play, he played more in that Miami game, so maybe he's starting to come around. Um, yeah, so I think I, the secondary, when you look ahead, you're probably only going to lose the one guy, but it's a big one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, man, what? Akeem, though, maybe Akeem wants to go, but again, I don't no, know. man, he can't. He no. can't. Where would he go? He, he's he's a safety that doesn't make plays. <laughs> um, you know, he's a safety that gets sub, uh, Shaheen Brown plays for him a good bit now. So, um, so yeah, no, he, he, he's not going anywhere. I, that's this, Renardo Green has had a really nice year. I just don't know if he's an NFL prospect, but it's good to have that coming back too. Like you, you do have some dudes coming back, and Azaria is the guy that maybe takes the, hu- the biggest step, but maybe it's Shaheem Brown too. Like you, can't, you, you just can't put into words what these kind of experiences mean. to Like not just playing like Julian Armella, that's awesome. He got to play 11 plays against Miami in a game that was already over. It's cool to get on the field and get those experiences. But what Shaheen Brown is going through, that's really big, man. To get real reps in games that matter, that's that's big for next year. Yeah, back to how it used to be. Remember, what was somebody asking us about? Like, will they ever get back to... Somebody asked us a question on Renegade Express about, you know, will we start having that, that kind of competitive depth where you have a, a second-string guy really pushing and getting quality yeah. reps? And we're like, well, you know, just the dynasty's not, you know, this ain't... This ain't whatever. I don't know who's who's NC State's quarterback in 1994. You know, it's it's not that Wolfpack team any longer. Parity all across college football. You you don't get a lot of those in conference five six possession blowout games where you can start rolling guys out. But you do apparently when you play one of your arch rivals. So it's great to be able to take advantage of that. So what a world we live in. What an absolute world we live in. All right, I think we're going to do Renegade Express tomorrow, everybody, and then we'll do a live show Thursday. What do you think about that, Corey? You want to shake hands over the internet on, on that? Let's do that. Yeah, let's plan on that. So that'll be, what, 6 o'clock on Thursday, we're thinking? Yeah, yeah. Let's okay, do that. Brady's got a tutoring. Brad, tune out for this. Brady's got a tutoring session from 4 to 5, trying to get that geometry grade up. Um, he's uh, The grades are slowly rising. He's got a chance at all A's and B's. The geometry's going to be tough, but we're hoping to get that up there, and then he can have all A's and B's, and that's not a horrible first semester. For a kid with his IQ, it's not anything to, like, do cartwheels over, but considering where he was six weeks ago, we're we're – we're encouraged by the progress he's making. So, like Brady's freshman year is kind of twenty twenty one four say football, like out the gates, not strong, but close. Oh yeah, it, but well, let's well, let's call it. the the thirty he got on the geometry test his Jacksonville State, <laughs> just a nightmare and like inexplicable, like having to tell his parents seeing that he got a thirty on an actual test, like an actual three zero. 
So anyway, but yeah, so he's he's yeah now he's had a he's had a North Carolina game. He's he's uh he's we need the we need the fourth and fourteen coming up though. Okay. That's what we need next for him to really make this uh make this last month a success. Awesome. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back out of practice later this morning. Stay connected to warchant.com. We'll have updates, practice footage, all the interviews with the players and Mike Norvell afterwards. And the Jeff Cameron show, one to three o'clock as well, the wet your whistle. Uh, and then we'll have again a podcast. We'll do a live show Thursday and uh, everything else you want recruiting-wise over at warchant.com. For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.